there again. Missed a day on the pod for the one of you that uh, is keeping track of that. But uh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, it happens. I, I had a guest thing that I was trying to situate and schedules kind of fell apart. And then it, I just did not have time to do it. Um, but we're going to do it. And I think I can land a couple more guests this week. Keep your ears out, ears, ears peeled, eyes, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to snag one of the other topics that uh, was on my list, my long list of ran- randos. Um, if somebody saw this note, it would be the goofiest thing. It, it's literally, it just, you would, it makes no sense. Like Louis C.K. is on here. Why? Fashion, I don't know. Um... Kind of, I got a couple crazy ones too. Got a couple interesting stories from my childhood. Uh, that'll be fun, maybe to get into. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pace this out because I, I still have, I still have a bunch more of these I got to do. So, um, yeah, that's that's the vibe. Here we are. Um, okay, so, well, what I mean, let me just general anecdotes today. I guess um, I took the day off of work to I had a, a buddy in town have a buddy in town and then we were supposed to do some stuff today and he's not really in town just to see me he's doing he's coming to see his family uh, he's got a sick uncle um and uh yeah we were and then yeah schedules kind of got crazy so I ended up rewiring some stuff in my studio and then uh, other odds and ends. Um, I successfully got my pat- patch bay on a guitar amp going. I got Mogami cables um, on DB25s running back and forth on the back end. That's just a ridiculous thing to have to spend money on. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I didn't necessarily, I didn't spend money on the cables. Um, I essentially took them from, they were going to be tossed. And uh, Pastor Ian Hunt you know, cut and and soldered them together for me. It took him way too long, Ian. Aggressively too long, but that's okay, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm gonna call you out. I did pay you, and you still took that long. That's crazy. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Uh, I did not pay you nearly <laughs> what that <laughs> the amount of hours that took to do. Uh, jokes on me. Okay. Um. Yeah, what else happened today? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, cleaned the house, re-ran some cables, did a bunch of other random stuff. Uh, yeah, kind of focused up in the studio a little bit just to get get some new things going. The the BA1 synth from Baby Audio is it. Uh, for all of my fellow nerds out there, if... Yeah, if you care about that stuff, you've on one hundred. If you're a musician, one hundred percent, you've seen that thing come across your Instagram feed or whatever TikTok. And uh, yeah, one hundred percent, it's get it, get it before it's double the price. Um, I went through three presets on it and was like, yeah, this is the thing. So um, I do have a couple. Um, songs that we're, that we're putting out at church, uh, here coming up that I need to start programming. I'm afraid 
I'm fearful. I always get super nervous going into programming. Um, just cause it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, you're adding 75 layers of stuff usually and it all has to be awesome, you know? And so I have a little bit of like anxiety opening, starting a session on programming. Cause you, you want to be as creative. You want to be the creative person you say you are in that, in that realm. Um, but yeah, got a new tool. Should be fun. What I just did, I was just testing. I sent that synth patch bait out into a guitar amp, high gain, mic'd the guitar amp back in and looped it in Ableton and then hit it with an LFO tool. LFO tool and it's really awesome. Okay, today we're talking about weight loss. Hmm, hard turn. Um, wild subject. Uh, for me, it was, uh, if you've known me long enough, I would say probably most people I still interact with did not know me, um, before, before I started losing weight. So some of you, um, but I was over 200 pounds. I'm five, nine. Um, I want to say between 205 and 210 when I, when I started losing weight, when I, when I hit my peak and I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta do something about it. It also very much coincided with the first week, I believe first week ish that my both kids were in school full time. So like we had successfully kind of gone through the whole like super baby phase. Um, I tried to lose weight a couple times. I, I put tried in air quotes, when the kids were young and I was doing the thing, but I just, I think there was less information about sort of the weight loss thing then as there is now. There seems to be like a, a ton of information. There's a ton of medical research and guys like Andrew Huberman um, and others that are like pretty up on health and wellness and, uh, uh, f uh, from a biological perspective, like well-studied that are on the forefront giving information out on fasting and ketosis and what all of that stuff means. Um, but back then I kind of had to, it was not that, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but didn't quite have that, that information. Like it wasn't well studied. I feel like there was like the big industry, like slim fast and like uh, weight watchers. Like that's the only way you, you, you like weight loss was like the only people that were losing weight dramatically were moms. And the entire industry was like geared towards moms like, oh, just eat um, ch chicken and broccoli and rice and it, it'll be you'll lose weight. And this is what you eat for breakfast. And it's like, you know, overnight oats and whatever. They just made it very simple. And I'm not necessarily shaming that, although it sounds very much like I'm shaming that. But nah, I don't know if you these days, that's not the rig. You know, it's not the rig anymore. It's like if you want to lose weight, you have to really commit to it and it's a major it's a major change it's not tiny little changes that you add on you, don't, you like my parents generation was like oh still get the pizza but just add a side salad and get a diet coke and in a year and a half you'll lose five pounds like okay <laughs> all right um that was not the thing i was on uh i had to I had to lose weight in, in where I was. Now, it it had gotten up, it, it very much, for, I think for most people, weight 
and your body image or how you view yourself is very much also tied to your psyche and psychological health, mental health stuff. And it was for me, I just didn't let it show. I would typically compensate with being talented and or being confident about it, but I was very much not. I was very much not in a good mental state. And I, I could tell you for sure, like it, it had an impact on um, how I interacted with everyone, like my family, people in my home, you know, coworkers, whatever. Every everybody, I think it definitely impacted that to some extent. It impacted the way I did, yeah, absolutely did everything. Like I was constantly compensating for feeling the way I felt or feeling like, oh, somebody thinks I'm unattractive at all times. Um, didn't really want to go out because my, sh you know. I just didn't, uh, the wind might blow and your shirt might get too tight and then your gut show, like those are things that are in your head like that is prevent you from doing things when you feel, when you either are overweight or you absolutely feel it. You know, some people are maybe not as, uh, they're not in weight range, but they don't really care, you know, like it's, they're just living their life and that's fine. Um, that was not me. I definitely cared about it, but I was always compensating in other ways, but I really wasn't doing anything about it. And then both kids are in school. All of a sudden, there's like, it's a very, very immediate shift from having babies in the house or a baby in the house at all times to um, you kind of have your freedom back a little bit time-wise. And I just decided to hit it hard. I hit a, a wall where I absolutely, you had to hate yourself to do what I did. Um, and I would say that's that's where I got. I, I got to a point of not like I absolutely hated myself. It wasn't like I'm I'm doing this to make me the best me. It was like no, I'm doing this actually to punish me uh, because well I deserved it of because of the thing how I had gotten here. Um, I suppose on some psychological state, you know, I really I just ate whatever I wanted all the time. I would I would wake up and think about food. Um, like what am I eating today? Do you have to plan out? And so like, it was really, it was changing my relationship with food, but also I hit the gym. So, so the, the, here was the mechanism for me. I do not recommend this. There's absolutely no way I'm recommending doing any of this, but, um, I had never really worked out a day in my life. And at this point, let's see, this is, I started 2014. Um, and I was whatever that is whatever age that is, 27. Uh, is that right? Sure. 27, 28, some, somewhere in there. Um, I, uh, 28, yes. Um, I, which is way too long. I mean, looking back, I should have done this when I was 20, 21. It just wasn't in the cards um, had kids, decided, I mean, had all of a sudden had a career and decided to focus on it. Um, also propensity, uh, to be overweight. It does run in my family. My, my mother was overweight her entire life. And I think both, both uncles and everybody, um, yeah, like it's, I always had a propensity for it, but, um, but that was some of it too, is I, I did, I decided because it was always an excuse I'm overweight and we're all overweight because we've always been overweight and my family and my mother was and my uncles and you know, it's just, well, it's just the way it is. And I was like, you know what? 
I had had my kids and I just did not want to pass that same excuse down to them. If they were overweight, okay, whatever, you know, because of your own choices or whatever. But I did not want to give them the excuse that it was insurmountable Uh, because that's how I, my mentality was, was like, well, this is just the way it is. Um, It's like my skin color. I can't change it. Um, I I didn't want to hand them that excuse. If, if they, I would like to just eliminate all, yeah, all things that would hold them back from potentially losing weight. If I don't care if they were overweight or not, you know, you love them regardless. I want them to be healthy, but, um, I wanted to remove that excuse so that that was part of that family, um, or that some of the reasoning also. Um, but here it goes. 800 calories a day, which, which would look like, uh, no breakfast, black coffee until noonish. Um, protein shake, which would be three to 400 calories. Um, Altoids throughout the day. I still do that actually. Um, And a dry-ish salad uh, for dinner, like one of those salad packets. Um, Maybe a little bit of olive oil for the fat content, salt, pepper, and um, some protein if you can. But to lose the weight, I mean, yeah, maybe some chicken in there, but it was like, it was pretty bland and pretty dry. And then maybe some pistachios or almonds and then like a half a glass of red wine. Generally, like that was, that was it. That was what I was taking in the day throughout the day. The coffee was always black. Um, you know, I would stray here and there, but, uh, it was a keto thing sort of before that word was around. Um, but yeah, like keep it below, I tried to keep it below 25 carbs a day. Um, now, on the days that I was lifting heavy, I would try to carb up a little bit more, meaning get to about 25 or 30 carbs, but um, that was the top. Like, on the days that I was deadlifting, I was taking in 25 carbs. Um, so, it was 800 calories a day and six days a week in the gym and going heavy and doing four rounds of four to six rounds of muscle groups. I would try to do six. Um, so if it was back and buys on a day would be, it would be six moves essentially, not including a warm up, And then a 30 to 45 minute uphill walk, like max incline treadmill all the way up again. Cause this is new. Like you see it on social media and stuff now. Oh, this is the best thing for you is to, is to, is to walk on a treadmill and, um, yeah, walk uphill, the 12, 330 thing, which is true. Nobody knew about it back then. I sort of had to fit, find it from a CrossFit guy who mentioned, yeah, 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 the weight loss thing is like, you know, don't don't run. Actually, running is really bad for you, um, especially for that, for weight loss. Um, you you want If you want to burn fat, you, you got to, that's how you burn fat. You stay in that zone. So I do want to shout out uh, a deep throwback, Logan Brubaker. Um, I was on staff at CCV at the time. And, um, he was a CrossFitter. I think he owns a CrossFit gym now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he taught me how to work out. He taught me all the moves and I'm not in the gym much these days. And that's, I'll get to that. I, that's not good. It's terrible. I need to be in the gym, especially as I'm getting to the age I'm at. Um, but I mean, all the moves that I sort of do now the workouts and the combinations and like the supersets and stuff like I learned from him so I legit part of half of it was like I didn't want to look like an idiot in the gym 
uh, as the guy who like had never picked up certain weights and done any moves with them or like sat at the machine, didn't know what he was doing. And like, yeah, like, oh man, just, at, you know, you're a grown man. You don't want to be embarrassed, with, like not knowing how to do certain things. But I didn't grow up in like uh, an athletic. I didn't play football where you had to learn these moves or whatever as part of what you were doing as a teenager. You know, I played tennis in high school, which was any of the training was was running. We do we do run and then you just hit, you know, you're doing drills at the at the net. Um, so, yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to Logan for um, teaching me what how to do um, how to move weights around um yeah so a lot of times a half mile run to warm up just to start six moves uh the first two heavy um like major muscle groups and then a 45 minute uphill walk max incline and i would do i would try to do the uphill walk every every workout it, it was hard to get in just time wise it tur- that turns into that whole that whole thing is roughly a two and a half three hour door to door gym trip. It's like man, who's got that kind of time? And that's that's what I mean. Like that, I had to get to a point in order to do that to make two and a half three hours. Okay, let's call it two hours every day. Every day, at least two hours um, of that kind of workout and eating sort of nothing. Like you have to, you had to hate yourself. Yeah, like uh, you had to, the pain had to be, you had to look forward to the pain. You had to, when, when it hurt and it, you felt nauseous and terrible, which I did, um, that was actually the feeling you were looking for. And that's the only way I was able to do it. So I lost, I got down to 155 in four months, less than that, three, three, three and a half months, I think. Um, yeah, under a thousand calories a day, under twenty five grams of carbs, and then high fat burning intensity on the uphill walk and four to six moves every day, six days a week. Just took Sundays off, and I got in really good shape. Um, and I actually am still jealous of the shape I was in. Like I wish I could, and I could, but I don't hate myself that much right now. And, uh, yeah, two hours a day is a real thing. Like, I, I feel like after you work, because work is assumed, and then you do that, like, well, there's literally no time for anything else. And I am just currently not in that life stage with the thing, that the plates I'm spinning. Um, it's all work-related. Some of it's, like, extracurricular work-related. But I, yeah, like, I'm doing the church record stuff and other things, you know, other projects. Um, God forbid I see my kids. Um, my wife works full time. I'm making a bunch of excuses. That's not really the point. The point is, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking about it cause I know I need to get back. Uh, I will feel better about myself. Um, so I bottomed out at 155, um, hung around 158, to 160 for a while and that that's where I feel best as of right now I wake up around 167 on a good day you I cannot I'm really having a hard time the last month getting below 168 I'll go from 168 to 170 and then I'll drop back down to 168 I can do it I'm pretty disciplined my general a good day of eating for me is zero calories until noon I'll have a uh, smoothie King, uh, 
vanilla, a 32 ounce vanilla gladiator with unsweetened strawberries and almond butter. That's the, I got that thing saved in the app. I get that thing every day. Um, and then Altoids. And then I try, if I can hit a steak at night, butter base that thing. Mm. That keeps me in, keto- in ketosis and that's enough. There's plenty, there's enough fat and protein uh, to keep me, to get me going fine. Um, and if I, if I keep hitting that, I'll probably, I can get down to 165 or so, but getting back down to 160 is going to take some dramatic moves again. Cause I, what ends up happening is I end up cheating a little bit too on the weekends. Usually on the weekends, I'll, I'll eat something carby, um, that I don't, or that has more carbs than 50 and, uh, I'll balloon right up in a day. I can, I can move, I can maybe drop down to 167 and one day video like that, I'll get on the scale and I'll be 171. And I wish I was exaggerating, but four or five pounds, 172, uh, no problem. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, personal goal. I do. I want to get back to down to 160 again, which is, doesn't sound crazy. It's eight pounds, but I don't know at this age, eight pounds, is kind of it's not nearly as easy as it once was. It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fall off. So I, I got to get back to being a little bit more dramatic again. But uh, that's the advice. Ketosis is real. They call it intermittent fasting now. Also, that term does not exist. The 12, 330, walking uphill on, an, on a treadmill. It, it, it's, a, it's a thing now. It was not a thing back there. Nobody knew about it. Nobody had a term for intermittent fasting. It was just called skipping breakfast. Well, I do it now. Um, but that was kind of the thing was like a, I have an eight-hour window to eat. So it would be my first calorie whenever that was, roughly noon, uh, noon to eight. That's it. Now, ideally what I understand now from guys like Dr. Huberman is it should be really a six-hour window, two to eight. Um, and you should try to make it to two every day. But what, what essentially that is, is 16 hours of fasting a day, you know, eight, eight of that is as you sleep, but just no breakfast either. So the coffee's really good. Coffee's like very helpful. It actually, actually, when I stick with this plan, I feel the least fuzzy. My brain is sharp. I, I can, I can, I'm on things. I'm on it. I'm keeping track. Um, when I'm, when I do a good run of staying in ketosis, I feel like and intermittent fasting, um, fasting for 16 hours a day, um, a good amount of water, black coffee under 50 grams of carbs. I feel sharp and I feel light. Uh, and that's the goal. I think just to feel sharp and light. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, that was kind of the thing is like, I did it. And I think, what do they say? If you don't, if you don't, if you keep it off for more than five years, then the likelihood that you're going to keep it off forever is in the 90th percent, 90%. Or I, I don't know. That's some stat I heard, I think at some point, but I made it past that. Um, I've kept the weight off for almost 10 years, I mean, nine years, I think now. Um, so yeah, I need to drop down a little bit more, but Yeah. This is good. Me talking this through will help me actually take it serious. There's just always an excuse or like a thing. Like I went out with somebody last night I haven't seen in a while. And um, the alcohol will get me. The thing that will get me the most is 
sleep. When I don't sleep well, I am so much more prone to cheating the next day on food um, or just slipping or just like being hungry and having the feeling uh, I'm like worn down and tired and the sensation in my body is malnourishment. And so I end up feeling, no, I just need to eat something big that'll hold me. And then I do, and it's like a cheeseburger or something, which actually most of the ingredients, it's so funny. They used to be like, oh, the cheese and the meat are the worst things for you. And it turns out, uh, you know, all you really want is the bread. And it's like, the, turns out it's the exact opposite. Everything on a cheeseburger is actually really good for you. The burger, the fat from the, <laughs> from the beef, the cheese, you know, if it's good cheese, whatever, fast food cheese is not good cheese, but the vegetables, all that stuff. It's like the bread that's the worst thing for you. Um, but uh, yeah, I did cave a little bit today. More so than I wanted. <sighs> but uh, yeah, weight loss. Do it if you uh, need to. Uh, don't do it if you don't want to. That's how I did it. But it was, I, I did pass out on the squat rack one time. That was embarrassing. Um, I hate working out legs still to this day. Kind of have chicken legs. And uh, it was like towards the end of that four month run, like the beginning, eating that that little, you know, it was kind of whatever. I had enough fat in my body to be able to sustain the workouts, and I and I gained a bunch of muscle, and I was like muscular, but but losing weight. Uh, which was a really great vibe. Like I was 150, whatever, 55, but strong. I'm, I can be, I'm, can be, I can be 167 right now, which is, let's, let's call it 158 or 160, which was my bottom because 155 was not sustainable. Um, one, let's say I'm 168. I'm not strong. I'm not strong like I was. Like I, you know, I'm kind of just thin. Um, but I gained a bunch of muscle and then I absolutely noticed I hit a wall and then my body started to eat itself. Like I, it could not continue to grow muscle. And so I could actually feel, it's a weird sensation, but I, I could def, definitely feel like my body was deteriorating internally. Um, just not feeding it, having it so much, having so much muscle and then like pushing all of the muscle to its full extent you know, every workout, which for me at the time was still five to six days a week. Um, yes, yeah, so I was doing squats and kept on, you know, you're increasing your weight over time because you're getting stronger. And then you're like, not actually, I, I can't do as many reps on the same weight I did two weeks ago. I couldn't even do the same amount of reps. Um, and so I went for it one day the last time just wasn't set right, wasn't breathing or whatever. And I, yeah, passed out and like, a couple guys rushed over to like pick me up and this the weights went everywhere and the anytime fitness made a bunch of noise. It was embarrassing. You know, I kind of had to just sit there and find myself also very, very badly hurt my, uh, lower back doing deadlifts. What also wasn't set. This is before the squat rack incident, just in there. I'm working out every day, not resting, you know, not, not even really trained on how to do these moves really like, you know, I know it's supposed to be good technique and less weight. And that's just not my vibe. My vibe was like, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So I stack up the weights and it wasn't set right. 
kind of had to readjust my grip, put it down, and then went for the next one. And uh, went up and wasn't ready to go back down, went down, and I felt the six pops down the back of my lower back. And that last one, I I totally felt it and burst a disc. And I could feel the fluid running down the inside of my spine. That's That's a crazy feeling. Is... Yeah, just popping that disc. And I was just like, I knew something was absolutely off. Like, I was like, ah, I don't know if I broke something. I could still stand, and I felt that fluid. And I was like, oh, God, what is this? I I sat down. And I sat there for a good 20 minutes, probably. Um, And that was, yeah, nine years ago. And I still have... That's, That's a regret of mine. That's a legit regret, is committing to that deadlift. Because it hit, it'll flare up every few years, and I'm if I work out in a region that's close to that thing, and I'm just not I'm being cocky again, it'll put me out. I'm like two days, I'm out. Um, I cannot walk. Disc bulges out, you know. Uh, but that's like a lifetime injury that I think I'll probably carry carry with me for the rest of my life. Anytime I have to do something physical, moving stuff or whatever, or if I'm standing too long, which is every Sunday, I'm standing the whole day. Um, that after it is, yeah, it flares up and uh, it's not great. Um, so I now I have this plague of a lower back thing because I was I got cocky in a deadlift. But um it's not rocket science, yeah. Weight loss, diet, and exercise. Imagine that. It's 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 keto, and it's intermittent fasting. Uh, that's actually how I can keep my weight down now because I'm not exercising, but I'm pretty hard committed as a way of life to being very mindful of my body's ketosis state, which at this point I can feel when I'm in it, when I'm not, I can, I can feel when my body is burning carbs for energy because I gave it carbs versus when my body is burning fat, um, because I'm only giving it fat and proteins, high, high amounts of fat and proteins. Um, I can totally feel a difference. Um, when it feels better and then yeah, 16 hours a day of no food, eight of those roughly you're sleeping, but um, if you can swing that, you'd be fine. And there's a the timer. Bye.